finished the class, basically. Let's just uh, finish reading it inside. What, what did we do? Well, we, yeah, we did most of we did Aleph. Did we do Beis? Did we finish Aleph? No, we didn't finish Aleph. So let's yeah. finish Aleph. <coughs> okay. Okay, so we just read about Zaya. In the Ramah. In the Ramah, we just read about Zaya. And Zaya is a big problem. Okay, because it's just very hard how did you define it? In other words, when is something a reach, which is an order, which is mutabitiyevet, and in many cases mutabachatchila, a big oven, a ventilated, so on. So reach is not a serious problem in halacha, but zeya is, because zeya, uh, the Paskins, is 100% time. It's like, it's like real food, mamish. And zeya is steam. So how do you differentiate between steam and an odor, because odors also involve liquid many times, you know, cooking meats, so the odor has some oils and fats which are evaporated in the meat, you know, so we say, no, that's, that's reach, that's okay. But if it's steam, it's also. So, it's very difficult to define. So one of the things which he seems to say, which I'm just mentioning here, he seems to say that Zaya is like one thing on top of the other. Then the Ramadan says, In Cain has Zaya hamachvas mishnehem. The Az Asra full of Bazach hazeh, Im Hoyu mishnehem magulum nevati kisishal kadeva. Basically, what he's saying is like this if you have this piece of metal over the over the exposed food. This exposed food which is cooking, whatever, and sending up the steam into the metal. The metal is absorbing it. That's ka, that's not rare, that's zaya. Then when you cook the next food there, it's gonna again send up the steam and that steam is gonna go into the metal and maybe pull out some flavor and send this, and send the flavor down to the bottom food. So steam has a power going up and down transferring flavors up and down. Uh, the prob- but apparently steam is only up one direction, in other words, vertical, going up or coming down. But the talk about horizontal uh, movement, that's, that's called reach. Because the case here is only a vertical up and down case. And they compare it to putting the hot bread over the over the um, cold wine, which the Gemara says is also going to everybody, because also it's a vertical type thing. So, when it's vertical, that seems to be maybe the definition. As I say, it's a very, very big question. When is something reach and when is something steam? Reach is great because reach is very lenient, especially nowadays with big ovens and ventilations and things like that. But steam is a disaster because steam is real flavor. And um, so vertical may be the criteria. If we talk about vertical up and down positioning of the two items, that's a steam type thing. If you're talking about parallel, different locations in the oven, but not one on top of the other, that would be reach. And then, then you know, reach has its leniencies, kudos. That's what I would think at this point. Uh, when you get into microwave, which is what we spoke about last time, um, the question is, is microwave creating a steam problem? Uh, things could be vertical there, because, let's say my first dish was a milchig, and the steam goes straight up to the top of the microwave. And, and then when I cook my milchig, so we'll here the second one is milchig, the steam of the milk goes straight up and taps and becomes basabacholov because of the flavor there which is now coming down. So up and down transfers and now I have basabacholov in the microwave going up and down and they put the food down there on the bottom of getting tray. Maybe now trays becoming tray, all kinds of things would be happening. So microwave, you could be creating a, a Zaya situation. 
So that's why in microwaves, the custom has become not to use it straight milking and inflation because of the steam, the Zaya problem. You want to do use it both ways, you basically have to go through some kind of cashering, uh, cleaning, cashering type procedure in between. So that's a you first the meat, before you do the milk, clean everything, make sure there's nothing in there. Uh, maybe, you know, some people say put in a glass of water, let that water go through microwave uh, process of let's say five minutes or so, and it turns into steam, and the steam of the water is casturing. Now the, the, the ceiling, uh, of course, we say kabolo kapoto, someone comes in through steam, it'll go out through steam. So I can use a cup of water, turn it into steam, and let that kasha the microwave, and then I'll go after that into the milk. That's what some people will do. That's okay also. But just to ignore the steam issue, I think is, uh, I say, oh, everything is just reyach, uh, it's just odors and odors of mutter, when there's ventilation and so on. You can't really say that in a microwave because as we see here, steam usually is a vertical up and down type thing. Yes? Um, so you said that uh, rayach and steam can't come out of, can't come out of the, uh, I guess the bleah, I mean, no, not the bleah, from the walls, right? Well, let's say you... It won't, unless there's other steam which is now pulling it out of the walls. In other words, steam, steam will send flavor. Steam is much worse than reyach. Steam is tam. Yeah. So if the tam or the zaya is going into the walls, then another dose of steam could pull it out of the walls. Oh, it's mamish like bishop. In other words, we say zaya is like bishop. It's like cooking it with hot water. Because okay. I was wondering, yeah, because I was wondering, like, let's say you pre- previously something non-kosher is cooked in it, and then the microwave, like, dries it out, it's not hot anymore. Right, but the second so time, exactly, but the second time you're creating a new steam, and that steam's going to pull it out. Okay. So that's why it's a problem. But that wouldn't apply with Reach. Not Reach. Reach is no issue. Reach is not a problem, because with the average Reach, we say lab milks is nothing, it's bottom. So it doesn't, uh, okay. Even in the worst case scenario where it's small, there's no ventilation, we still pass it at the end of the day that Reich Lav Milsi. You shouldn't do the Chathila, but with the ever, it's okay. Okay. So now the Ramal continues going back to Reich. So this was that uh, little discussion about Zaya there in the Ramal. And now we go back to Reich. Yesh Omim. Some say, the Chomachim Domenim Reich Milsi, but also with the Okay, where is a Reicha Milsa, which is also Bidi Eved? But what case would that be? Let's say Charif, because we said earlier that if something is sharp, Reicha Milsa, correct? That was a big Chum in Reich. That Reich would have a Charif. Some people, some of the Rishonim said it, and they were more decided to pass in it. Um, that the Avachar Reichem Milsi even with the Eved is awesome. Yes? What is stupid question, but what does Milsi mean? It is something to worry about. Milsi means it's a thing. It's real. Okay, so if if Reach is Milsi, is real, then you have to worry about that. But also with the Eved, it's even also with the Eved, which that would be a case of Chav. So we said if you get a Reach from onions, you're in trouble. That's real time, apparently. Only again, sorry, just to, that was the the shokhnar doesn't pass like that. No, he it's not shokhnar. He mentioned in the Beit Yosef, but he does not bring it down. So shokhnar does not pass like that. It's one of the chumas of the Ramah. So he's machmir, bad for us Ashkenazim. Uh, so he says, "Hainadafka with the lekashishim in a heter negadoisa, but with ikashishim in a heter." I feel a bechomash of betanim of atal ho isra. I mean, if you have sixty, that should work. Does that mean that in one pot there is shishin connected the the onions, for example? Is that the case? If that's you have a heter pot and you're worrying that there's reich coming in from onions, those onions were treif. 
you can still have a shishim. In other words, because you don't say chanan on the onion. The onion itself is not treif. What's happening is that that onion has a flavor of treif in it. You cooked onions together, say, with a treif hot dog. So what's going on? So the treif hot dog is going into the onion. Right. And because of the onion, there's a reach of charif, of sharp stuff. So it's really, I'm not really worrying about the onion. The onion itself is kosher. I'm worrying about the reach of the hot dog which got into the onion and the onion is sending it across. Right, but what needs shishim connected? Oh, so now you need shishim, not against the onion. You need shishim against the hot dog. Oh. Right? Because unless you say Hanan, but Hanan, we already explained, does not right. create Elif, does not create a thousand times. It only gets you up to 60 to the Rav's idea. This is the famous remark that you don't say Hanan with more than 60. Because if I would say Hanan to get me up to a thousand or whatever, I couldn't do anything about this case because it's an onion, and onion is never bottle. It's Chavif. But the Ramah says if you have 60, it's going to work. Yeah. So in other words, because Hanan, the Shari Surim, only is a shear. It creates a bigger amount of 60. It doesn't really create a realist or it doesn't make the head to Mount Mishasa. So that's, this is the Ramah. We quoted this way at the beginning of this Ramah. Yeshom and the Chamog, Merechemos, was Bereved, and that with the Lekashishim and the head to Negadu Isser, right? Against the hot dog. I would be the Ikashishim and the head there. I feel a Bechomash of the Tana. And now you, you can use 60 in the whole oven. Because you don't say that the reyach gets concentrated in one spot. It spreads evenly throughout the oven. So you use the whole oven for 60. It's like cooking with uh, an official, you'd say. I use the whole pot. I don't say, oh, this part of the pot is worse than that part. You use 60 of the whole pot. So yeah, I was going to use 60, all the food in the oven. So, all the food in the oven or, or the entirety of the oven? Komasheb betana, probably all the food in the oven. Okay. He says, if it's really a problem, I would do that. I would use the 60 in the oven. Okay. It says, if there, but apparently the Shach says, if there's no Hefzid, then maybe you need each particular pot or each particular piece should have its own shishin. In other words, this reach is spreading. It gets into one piece. Then it gets into another piece. Okay? Uh, am I considering this one big, like, soup, one big challenge, so it's 160 for everything, or am I considering each piece as a separate tarobas? I say, well, it gets into one piece, but then it spreads from this piece to the other piece. So how am I going to consider the rare? So the remorse is not so sure that I can just say simply, oh, it's one big challenge, all the pieces in the, in the oven, or all the pieces in the microwave, all together, because maybe I should consider each piece separate. It's not like a real soup or a real challenge, which is clearly one I want rovers, and everything is together in the 60s. Here, maybe you could claim each piece as its own tarot, it's the nature of reach, and reach doesn't really have like this homogeneous collective spread. It hits one piece, then it hits another piece, and each piece is separate. So then maybe I would need 16 each piece. So he says, if it's not, so the shach says, if it's not a hefzid, put 16 to each piece. But if, you, if it will cost you money, then, okay, we can combine all the pieces to create one Victor Rovers and say this Reach spread across in the whole place and this is 60. So, okay. Good. Next. Yesh Omen, the Isser Osa Bemashu, Gonchamas Bepesach, Reicham Milsa, Osa Philobidiyeva. Okay, this is another Chumrah. Then all the cases of Reach, which we say it's not a problem, but it is a problem in Chomets Pesach. Because Reach, which is Mutter, B'diyeved, is because of Bittel. But there is no Bittel on Chomets. So if I get Reach of Chomets on Pesach, I don't care if the oven is big, there's ventilation, whatever. A little drop of Chomets is there, and there's no Bittel. 
So Chomis for Pesach, Reichamilsa. That's his Chomimim. Not a Imatan Kotan but he says this is if it's a small oven, no ventilation. This is the Magul and Tochatan. Apparently, he said like this: if uh, this first opinion says the Chumrah of Chometz is only in a small oven, uh, there, there, the Bito, uh, which is presumably working in other Isurim, doesn't work by Chometz. But if it's a big town or a ventilator, you don't need that. There's no reich at all. The reich is actually nothing if it's big. That's the first opinion. So the only chumr here is a small town. Yeshom, some say she'en l'chalek, and on Pesach v'machma, even a big town, that reich milsa, it's also b'mashim. It's even a big town who is working with the concept of betel. Okay. B'malkum hefzad yesh, again, if it's of course money, can be medical. Okay. And the common Yesh Achmachatchiva of the Shpok Space Kaderos. I'm going to show this uh Kiro of the Sosis that there's a discussion later when you have two pots and it's not an oven really. Is there a Nissa to put one pot next to another pot? I guess they heat up two pots. They're on the same oven, Kiva, or same stove. I mean, you wonder about this. Uh, people are not machmel. Let's say, if I have a stove, I can have one burner fleshig and one burner milchig. And then someone who's nervous will say, one second, this doesn't look good. Uh, this doesn't look good. I think, uh, I think steam is coming out of the fleshic soup and it's getting into your milchig macaroni, which is on the, the, the fire next to it. No. Or, you know, you get nervous about things like that. So, so we're not mahmur, but apparently there is a discussion about it. Kufiut ches. There was some kind of a discussion. But the... the, the but he doesn't say it's us. But the reason would be Kuzea? It seems that... Or, spl- or spilling, splattering. splattering. Right, right. about splattering. Which gets you into Irui, which with the Kinuach is not connected, so that's not really a problem. And it would presumably be Bavl Bashishin. Right, it would be Bavl right. So the Machmir is quite a Chumur, really. And do you wonder that? I, I, I never was mocking for that in my kitchen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the people, there are some people who are. But you know, it's expensive. You know, they're going to have two stoves, one for milking, one for flashing. It's going to be expensive. People do have two things for Pesach. They have a separate stove for Pesach that I've seen, but I haven't. And it's just very expensive. I mean, but the, if you're wealthy, you can do it. Not over my I mean, you avoid any, uh, any discussion about anything? Okay, yes. When the Ramah says Yeshom uh, Rim, what's that general? Does that mean that it was That is the big, big uh, problem with Ramah, the whole Ramah from beginning to end of Shulchanah. He has always Yeshom Rim, Yeshom Rim, Yeshom And you don't know, does he want us to pass in this? Or you're just telling you that if you want to be a Machmir, here's a Chumrah, I'm giving you a Chumrah. It's something no one has ever been able to figure out if the Ramah really wants us to do it always. Well, even the Shulchan Aruch... Here he spells it out. He says, Yeh and the Maltum Hefsu, Yeh Shom, and he tells you. But 90% of the time he just says, Yeh Shom, and he doesn't tell you what you're supposed to do. You look at the Shach, the Taz, and they'll tell you what they think on the Yeh But the Yeh in general... A lot of people assume that he, if he brings it down, that means he wants you to do it. I mean, he just wouldn't write it just as uh, an intellectual Tomatova. He's not a parish, he's a posik. So he's, why would he say, the Rav can bring up, the Rav can talk about Rambans and Rambams, so nothing to do with halacha, just to go through the lungs, the analysis. The Ramah is not writing anal- analytics here, he's writing halacha. So why would he say, yes, and tell me about it unless he wanted me to do it? The assumption is he wants you to do it. Well, but then you he's can ask can't, can't the you, yeah. you can also ask it the other way, then. why do you bring the original opinion? 
But the vision was in the Shulchan Aruch. I mean, he himself sometimes quotes too. Right. That's when you really get it. So then why not just put them on Rachmir? Right, right. So that means unless he, that, that a lot of times maybe himself didn't know right. which way to go. He just puts it out there, let you decide, or let the next post decide where to go. What I found is very interesting is that the Israeli posseg, the Ashkenazi, which is like the Yerushalmi, they love Chumrah. They just love Chumrah. It just, they, they, it just makes their day. So for them, every Yeshua Amrim is, we have to do it. Everyone. As long as it's a Chumrah. They just love it. What? Chaim Kanyasi, I don't know, because he's not Yerushalmi. He's... He's not, I don't think he's that type of guy. But I think that um, let's say Rebel Yashiv, at least the last, Rebel Yashiv, the later years, his last 10 years, we just really settled into being the Yushalmi Posek, and everything was also basically everything. Chaim Kanyaski, I don't know much about his son. I know Shlomo Zaman Obach was definitely not like that, because he was not Yushalayim, and he was not the Nebuchadnezzar, he was his own, his own thing. So he has plenty of leniencies. No, he's straight what he thinks. But I think that a lot of, just the way it is, that there's a school of thought there, especially today. What happened really was, I really think that because of today's wealth, so the fact that it's, it, it doesn't cost so much money, it's not a real hefzit to be machna. So they just, so now they just went with all the chumma, because it, so they say, throw, throw, throw your dishes out. How much does it cost to replace them? No, it doesn't cost that much money to replace them. So and so forth. Have two microwaves. It doesn't cost so much money. So because because today's wealth affluence allows that school of psak to be machmir without issues. In the old days, until recently, there was this big issue of losses of money. You know, European Jews were very poor. The, the post were under very great pressure to find cooler to be maker because of the lack of money. But today it's the opposite. So the Tachumas. Uh, but, but in America, there's plenty of coolers going on. However, there was this great postic in Lakewood, in Mazabani. Yeah, he became Rabbi Simon's favorite postic. But he was in Lakewood, he was being maker all over the place, and they just drove him out of town. He said, no, we, we, we want Chumrah, we don't want all this cooler. So they drove him out of town. Him gets really... Some big coolers. Yeah. He's way out there with the coolers. So, uh, but it is interesting to see at the Yeshomim issue. Okay. Sif Beis. Okay. This is a continuation of the previous one. Yeah. So, uh, so reach, the discussion of reach has to do with roasting things, open roasting, things which are open and being roasted in the same oven, let's say, in the same oven, two spits maybe, or two, two loaves of bread. But let's say you're cooking Okay, so here, paradoxically, I full of paradoxically, paradoxically, if it's with liquid cooking, it's not dry cooking, but liquid cooking. Here, even if the let's say the two pots are open, so there seems to be a lot of steam getting out, right? Here we say it's nothing. Here you don't have to worry about, even though let's say two pots are open, and let's say they're both with steam, is cooking, so that I don't, I don't have any lechadchila problem, nothing, I can put it into a small oven. So that would, that would allow a microwave if you have the two things side to side. Visuals are always Special always means liquid. So he says, my discussion of Reich is sleep. It's only uh, dry cooking. But if it's Bishel, which means wet or liquid, 
then they, which is, requires a pad because it's liquid. Uh, even tatakatan pipsasa muta, you can do it lechatchila, even though the two pads are open. Okay, so it's a tremendous cooler here. Tremendous cooler. So he comes up with a chumrah again, that you need a little ventilation for this heter of cooking. If it's completely closed, then it's awesome. Here comes out a super chumrah. Some people claim that if it's pats, with steaming pats, that would make a nisa b'diyevet. Even though normal reyach is only a nisa v'chadchila b'diyevet, reyach is butter, well, it's not, it's not. But, but the steaming, cooking pats in a small area can create mamish. In other words, it's turning into zeya. This opinion says that there's even zeya when things are parallel. Not just vertical, but even horizontal, there's a path of steaming a liquid and another path of steaming liquid, one is bus and one is hollow. This opinion says that steam goes sideways. So he, the, the Shukhmark is more vehicle and the Ramah is more Machmir? Yes. And he's getting more Machmir from line to line. First Chumar was that it has to be an open ventilated oven. Second Chumar was that if it's not, and you have the steam going from part A to part B and back and forth, that would create a nisabidiyah, but that's already steam, that's already not, that's much more than a rare. Steaming pots parallel to one another inside a small oven creates flavor mandish, it's a zero. Hey, so, how did you read that from the... If the two pots are both open, Sinemal. Parallel inside is the Dieved. Yes, you have to also say it's awesome unless you have 60. And that's, uh, that's a din still? That's apparently Zaya, because when something from comes also with Reach, it means it's turning into Zaya. Here's a plain case of Zaya, really. Malcolm has the Nuba, yes, but the Dieved has the Nuba, I will be maker, he says. Shachtum San Chumma, you will have the Nuba. Look at the shach yudches. Shal. It's a beheto, the silver pegging and nauseous, and you die. Lo chilek, also the olam batana sasum afilu godal. Mashwa the osa filled the mokum has a new uva. Ayn shamtama. A bach posaka rav. The bach passes like the rav, which is the remark that has a new uva's mutter. But there's a tremendous humbe here two steaming pots inside an oven could create a nissa to a tremendous chumru. So you wouldn't want to do that in a microwave, for sure not. You wouldn't even want to do it in an oven. So, um, that's why some people just say, my oven is milky, my oven is fleshy, I don't go both ways, because they don't want to get involved in this kind of a situation. Maybe you're going to be cooking or baking to steaming things in the same oven at the same time. I don't know. You don't know how far this room goes. Yeah, really Does it make the walls chafe? Uh, then you have a real serious issue. I don't know. It really but it's a big room. that Ashkenaz can't even start his house. You know? They're just, just so different. They're different. Right. Yeah, it's true. That is a big issue when Ashkenazi goes to a Sfadi, a Sfadi much more lenient than Kashrus because of the Machaba and the Ramah. Can he eat there? I mean, I do. I would, but uh, we don't know, we don't know. You know, why should I raise questions? But if you find out that there's something going on there and they're serving that food to you, then, you're, then, then you probably wouldn't want to eat it. Like you wouldn't eat the gebrochs on Pesach of your chassidish. If somebody serving it, you're not going to eat it. Um, 
I remember when I was a young guy, I was a high school boy, and I was in the base medrash, and there were two guys in Smicha there talking, and one guy was saying the other guy, Rabbi Salvation, the love, at those years, it was a long time ago, he was matir, not kosher cheese, without a hechshu. So the other guy said, nah, you can only eat that. So he said, his first guy said, if you come to my house and I give it to you, would you eat it? He says, no, I will never eat that. He says, then I'm not your friend anymore, because you wouldn't eat it in my house. <laughs> I know it's a ridiculous thing. The guy, you know, has his own psaac. He doesn't have to accept your post-sex psaac for a cooler. And he's not your friend anymore, because he has his own psaac for cashless. understand this? I think that, that it's known in Israel. It's terrible, this stuff. This hechshah versus that. The Ashkenazi Jews will not eat a Svadi Heksha, period. They won't. They'll say the Svadi Heksha is full of leniencies, we're not going to do it. They won't eat in a hotel where the Heksha is coming from, that's whatever, the Shas or Badr Yosef. Wow. No, they say, no, we, have, we need Badats, we need they, And then they won't even eat many Ashkenazi, they won't eat other Ashkenazi, because of these uh, pa- problems of Yeshom and Yeshom. So, uh, yeah, and it's a terrible because it creates such splits on the ground there, you know. You won't eat Svadi Hersha. So you come into a guy's house, he's, he's a Svadi, his house is full of Svadi Hersha. I mean, I, I'm, thank God I'm an American. Americans, we just accept if it's a religious Hersha, I eat any place which has a Hersha. I'm not going to get into this stuff. But my kids who live in Israel, you know, they, even between one kid and another kid, this kid won't eat this Ashkenazi, and this kid won't eat that Ashkenazi. So when they invite one another for a Shabbos or whatever, they make sure to buy the half-shit stuff that the other person will eat. It's Israeli. Rabbi? Yes? They often say in the yeshivas, don't eat from you. What's the deal with that? I'm talking about this, this stuff, because I don't know what particular psak of the Rabbanut bothers them. So, you know, they're, they're worrying about some psaac, and they just have a yesh omen that my psaac is not like that, so I won't eat that. I was told by, like, Rabbanut to, like, basically the idea is that they're trying to scrap all the leniencies from, like, everybody and just put it in there, just so, like, people who are eating, like, let's say, you know, secular Jews, they're going to go there, you know, somewhere that has a kosher, it's better, you know, it has some kosher versus not. You know, meaning it will be like a bare minimum kind of thing. Okay, my general rule is that when I'm in Israel, milchig I'll eat any place which has any hechshig, milchig. Fleshig, that's already maybe a different story. Fleshig, I'll try to get a B'nai Brak or a Shalayim level hechshig. But I can't get involved with this whole, you know, these uh, fine-tuned nuances. Within Ashkenazi, only certain Ashkenazi. Within Rabbanut, only certain Rabbanut. That they do, by the way, they say, say they were Chobot Rabbanut is much better than other Rabbanut. I don't think about it. I mean, I'm a foreigner. I have no clue what, what they're talking about. Like, the year that I was there, the big concern is, like, okay, Rabbanu, one thing, and then a lot of the Rabbanu, like, say that Hetem Mechira, because it was Shemitah, would be fine. So, yeah, Hetem Mechira, that's a, like a course of board issue. That, that's, that's the thing. Then you have to sit down there with your post and decide on what you're going to do in Shemitah. I mean, everybody has a certain sack or a certain way none of which is perfect, okay? Everybody has, let's say, a plus and a minus what they're doing. Just the nature of the situation is that uh, there's a plus and a minus. I mean, someone can say, I'm going to eat the whole year non-Israeli food. He winds up eating food from Jordan, Turkey, Greece, all of which are enemies of Israel. So, to me... Okay, and you know, maybe your cash. I don't even know if the cash is better because how do you know what's going on by the Arabs? Stuff like that. So, I mean, I just don't know. 
let's say let's say your cash is is fine because you you're not eating Israeli, but you're giving money to enemies of Israel. So that's not in the favor. I mean, that's not something to worry about. So then you say, okay, I'm going to eat Israeli, but then in Israeli, it's Shemitah, so you have to deal with that. Okay. That's uh, part of being Jewish nowadays. You have to face, because we have Shulchan Aruch. If you didn't have everything, it was easy. You wouldn't need a Shulchan Aruch. It's all about problems. One problem after the next, you come to a decision. You have to avoid the problems. And why do you need Shulchan Aruch for? When you're Machabra and Ramar Shachal Tazim, there's no problem. Minor detail. I mean, so I remember hearing a share that, like, you think we disagree on everything, but it's about really 99% of Waffle Retreat. That's right. All these discussions are on the little nuance. Okay, it's a good point. Of course. Okay, Sif Gimel. Let's see if we can finish Kufchas today. Another Fimodina. And then maybe tomorrow we'll start Kufchas. Gimel, im yesham nu nishal Israel amerda shekam pala asalitin aleh heta kol yom miyikishen apat yomam mutal shtam mishpam mishum diyevshe bnei nachas. So he has a very big cooler here. There's mechaber. If you have a little fatty oil, which is also on a serving tray of some kind, okay. You shouldn't put anything mutter on that because you're getting the tray for oil. But if it's a day old, then you can because there's no other way. So they used to have like a single oven for the city, right? They were talking about real poverty and one oven. That oven was used by the Goyim as well as the Jews. <coughs> the Goyim, they're baking their whatever, tray stuff in this oven. Uh, hot dogs, ham, who knows what. Now, I, I'm Jewish, and there's no other oven. I've got to bake bread. So I go in there, and they say, okay, one hour a day, you can bake bread. However, there's only... But they don't let anybody use the oven except the Gaisha workers. They say, we don't trust you Jews with our oven, so you're paying it. But either our workers take the food that they put it in, and they take the stuff out, and they're using these, uh, these platters or whatever to pick up the food, put it in, and take it out. And these planters are dirty from the Gaisha stuff, and they will not clean it for us. So he says, but the evidence, if it's a day old, then you can do it, because we say a nice and time of gam on this oil. So that's a tremendous chiddush, that there's a nice and time of gam, not just on glia inside a keli, there could be a nice and time of gam on thin, thin layers of not kosher oil. What does it mean to eat There's no other way to get done anything baked unless you have this thing to see. Meaning, you say if you find yourself the scenario, or that's just the general how big? No, if that's just the scenario that you're in, that you can't have an alternative. Obviously, if you have an alternative, uh, you know, don't do it. Don't forget, you're not supposed to use things a day old. Um, look at the shach, the sign, your test. They didn't make the Xer to Rabbi not to use a day old thing. There's no alternative. The guy is not going to agree to make a new serving tray because of something else that they're This could be a big cooler for the cashless organizations um, when they go around the world and they really maybe can't clean things properly, but but several, but they can maybe work it out that it should be old more than a day old. Right. But so they then also, they can say, okay, it's a nice and time of gam, and it's, they could have different trays though for. No, they can. These trays are definitely, usually, I don't know. We have to know. I don't know the Smitsias because talking about conveyor belts, uh, big fat, big machines. So I don't know if uh, every case, you know, it's, it's a doable option to change it. I don't know if it's a doable option to clean it properly. 
So that's one of the big issues in this uh, industrial level cautious industry, this problem of that you can't clean machines properly. So if it is a bit the effort, but meanwhile you want to get the half sure so here's a big cooler that the Mahab allows even not clean, even not clean if it's a day old. Okay, it, it, it's ridiculous to say real food a day old gets spoiled. That's not true. What he's saying is that a very thin layer of oil will spoil. Okay, so after a day, which is a very big leniency. So, but that's what he says. Okay. The uh, Ramo writes that obviously we're talking about that the first day you couldn't capture this thing. You couldn't scrape it off either. Obviously we're talking about cases where there's no other alternative. You can't create a gola or clipper. This, is this a continuation? Just a continuation of the Machab. I don't know why I had to write it. It's pretty obvious. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's a professional tool, they're not going to let you scrape it. Otherwise, you would scrape off the shamnunas, but you can't. Was he saying there's no din klipa? Uh, exactly. What does he mean by that? The merdah, this tray, it's, it's basically being used for fire. The only way to capture it is by libun. You have really a problem with the tray also, right? Besides the oil, the thin oil, you also have a problem with the tray. The tray is being used. Tray, you can't just but I don't understand what, what does he mean he's saying it's like there's age so right so, so you can't go through age she has to go out with age okay this is one of the biggest kudos this kudos it's interesting the mother didn't argue with it I don't think nowadays too many people, as I say, it's probably in the industrial world, this is maybe something that they would be using, but never heard in the kitchen anybody should say this, that, uh, that you can say oil, which is a day old, a film of oil, this is no problem, it's no in time of God, but the other, I mean, just don't see it nowadays. Again, because of the economics of the situation, we wouldn't say that. I mean, the thing is that a lot of times you look at things and they're oily. Let's say I have a plastic uh, container and uh, I was doing meat, okay, chicken. And then I wash it. Okay, I get rid of the chicken, I wash it. I want to put in some now milk stuff into this plastic container. I put my finger over the container I'll see there's still some film of oil from the chicken. He's saying that if, it, if I discover all of this, if it turned out it was a day old, I don't have to worry about that because it's considered to be gum after a day. So that can happen. But it seems like it's, it's darker because you have Charbin and Acher. Right. So I'm saying, it, I, I have this problem constantly in my kitchen because... My wife, like all Jewish wives, likes to use plastic containers to store food. However, uh, she's continuously buying new containers, throwing out old ones, buying new ones, and not labeling. So we don't have a label, milk container, flesh container, we should. So, we're, so basically me, the ignorant husband, I'm using these containers... Um, 
you know, without any plan. It's, I see a container, it's was washed, it's clean. I'll put anything into it. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. I, so let's say, well, how are you doing that? Because you had, your wife had that chicken before. I say, but listen, but it was washed and, and it was, it's, 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 I don't know, okay? So it's been washed and with soap. So the container is clean. Uh, soap in general makes all flavors nice and time of gum. Um, what am I, so what, what am I going to put in there? How is the flavor going to get out? It's going to take more than 24 hours. So it's going to be nice and time of gum because there's no covers. There's no covers in a keli because by the time it comes out, it's already gum. So why can't I do it? Why can't I do it? So you'll say, well, you shouldn't do something which is going to be a nice and time of gum. Okay, but there's a few spakers here. There's a lot of them, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's fleshig or mochi. If it's really fleshig, I don't think I would ever use it for mochi, but if it, I don't know, it's a suffix. So, and we don't know if the container, in fact, ever even got flavor into it. Let's say I stored cold chicken in a container that doesn't send flavor into the container. It was never hot. I didn't put hot chicken in the container. I put cold chicken. She even sat there, so I was not going to absorb anything. So, so anyway, a lot of sveiko. So therefore, I don't see a real problem with switching containers. Maybe I'm just trying to defend my ignorance, uh, that's what, we, that's what I do. My wife gets upset if she sees me using something which she knew she used for fleshy, and I put there something milky, I'm going to get it. I mean, she's going <laughs> to give it to me. <laughs> yes? So you're saying that, like, by the case where you say it's no time of gum, and, you know, maybe we shouldn't do it with Khatila, but, like, in this case, what do you mean not doing it with You want to wash the dishes, meaning, like, you're, if you have the intention of using the dishes over, but you're planning on cleaning it anyways, you wouldn't want to wouldn't use the dish, the, the dish again, or the, the, the container again, even if you were using it for media, and you would clean it, you'd make a no tin pound of gum anyways if you want it clean. Right? It's going to become nice and, well, the containers, right, it's going to... It's always going to meaning whether or not you're using it for the other side, let's say you're using it for dairy now, ah, uh, you shouldn't have done it in the first, but you're going to do it whether or not it was meat or dairy. Meaning, like, if it was meat, if you're using meat again, you would have done no tin pound of gum. Right, because you want it to be a clean container. Right, so I, I, it's I, going to. Right, so I wouldn't say it's like you're doing it like Hachil in order to. You were planning on doing it either way. Yeah, but the, right, but the question is, am I the And once it's clean, am I allowed to put the milk into it? There's enough goes here that you should be allowed to put in milk. Yeah, well, I'm saying even just with that, I'm saying like. You put the milk in, you're going to clean it every time anyways, for the most part. Right, right, right. No, no, the, right. So for sure the food not going to become trafe. There's no question about that. The question is whether you're allowed to... I'm saying, so like, even the you same... You wouldn't let like, If I knew something was fleshy, I'm not supposed to use it for milk, right? So if I have fleshy silverware, I shouldn't use it for milk. If I have fleshy uh, plate, I shouldn't use it for milk. We're going to get to it in possible color, but that's one of the dinam keep things separate. Specifically, what about Sprechalov, right? Right. Okay, Dalet. This is where you got that original idea of maybe something stronger than, than regular odor, something maybe we Hosea. So if it's hot bread on top of an open barrel of Yain Nesach, Asura, that's also, but that's stronger than a regular odor. It has to be directly, vertically above it. Where the hole in the barrel is. We're putting it on directly on top of the hole of the barrel. If the bread is cold, if the bread is cold, if the bread is hot, the bread is sealed, the bread is hot, the bread is the bread is sealed, the bread is made from barley, a sore the hat with barley is very absorbent so if it's hot barley bread 
even if the even if the casket is sealed, it'll get the flavor of the of the wine. Okay. Hey, you can smell the odor of Yahinesach through the hole of the chabit. Later, mutov. It's not considered drinking. I mean, just like lishov means to smell. Yeah. With your mouth. You know. With your mouth. Like breathing it in. Breathing it in. It's not considered eating or drinking. It's talking about your mouth, not, not your mouth. Your fib, no, your mouth. The reach, yeah, and that's a tough neck of ship of Havit through the neck. So I can, it's a very big cooler, but that's what the Gemara says. That's how we pass it. Yeah, it's a machlokas in the Gemara. We pass it that. Rechalab Nutzah. And all these Yisurim that we had earlier, the Chachili Yisurim, are only in flavors between different foods, but not direct opening your mouth and letting the odor come in, that's considered okay. The chathila. So I can open a, bar, a bar, bottle of not kosher wine, put my mouth there and breathe in and get... Uh, the yeah. But the Ramah says, you shouldn't taste the not kosher wine. Abu another swallow it. So it's a famous chumrah that there's a mystery of tasting without swallowing. But is it considered tasting if you do what the Shulchan Rakhra said? No. <laughs> Only with your tongue. Right. The past says it. What's these love? Do we get to it? There's love. There's love? No, we didn't do that yet. Okay, so tasting with your tongue there is this whole question, this is important remark, because sometimes there's a, there's a reason why someone may want to taste with his tongue, and it's a question of maybe it's usser. So he's saying, you can't, you're not allowed to taste with your tongue. Text, usser, lezalef yai nesach, he's making steam. Can't make steam of yain nesach, and then get that into some food that's going to create a nesach hanom. One second, one second. But the zalik means you make some kind of odor. You put it on fire, and it creates some kind of steam, and you breathe it. So yain nesach is also banal. In other words, the this is kind of tricky because if you're enjoying it so why is it different than the first thing in the Mechabah Mechabah says you can open your mouth and breathe in the odor of the Yain Nesach here he says you're not allowed to do that because of this apparently you're not getting Hanar in that in the beginning that Mechabah case because very strong and pungent. Well, here, here it's here it's it's more diluted the odor. Okay. Well, it's because he's, he's using what's what he's heating it up. Right. So it's more easy. Okay. We'll stop here about that. Basically, we're almost finished. Tomorrow we'll